start there. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Brody. CBD, we have already released lube. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. We're live. Yeah, it's the first episode. First one. Cheers. Tom Jones TV, here we, we go. live. Itaka Abitha. My man Brody just brought up the topic of CBD lubricant. And yeah, the company I work for in Las Vegas, we have developed some of the first CBD lubricant on the market already. Really? Yeah, it's a hot seller late at night. Couples come in. They don't really give a fuck about their health. The guy just, <laughs> he just wants an excuse for his wife to get excited to go up to the hotel room. And uh, we've got CBD lube. CBD Viagra? I don't know if I'll talk about the pricing on here, but it's not cheap. It's, it's much more costly than normal lube. I mean, you do pay for what you get. This is a fact, though. I've had female clients several times tell me this is the most stimulating way to use CBD. Ah, it, okay. It kicks in a little stronger in that part of the body for females, if you can imagine. Oh, I can imagine. Girls absorb it a little bit differently than we would. You know, like the guys get the pleasure of the woman being excited, but the woman gets the pleasure of the CBD inside the body. Yeah, who cares about the guys? It's all about CBD now. Yeah, we're good. We're just we're being good. used for CBD. How dare they? <laughs> um... Let's turn your mic down a little bit. That's awesome. But look, yeah, at, look so at that beautiful... The viewers can't right, see, but look at the mic. beautiful view we have right now of the bay. Pull it back a little bit. It's amazing, isn't it? Oh, wait. I'm turning it up, not down. That's why. We're literally upstairs here in Ithaca, Ibiza, in San Antonio Bay Area. Yeah, we're just working out the mic levels a little bit. Uh, I've dropped Mattel. It's a bit hot here. Uh, I don't want to get stuck on him. Just having Bugs. a few mic troubles, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're just working out the kinks. So the CBD lubricant, I have a theory. You have a theory? See, I don't know that much about CBD, so the floor is yours, mate. I mean, one, women get cramps. Do they not? That's true. Women get cramps, and it's quite bothersome. So I do have a girlfriend now. Um, I wasn't able to travel with CBD across country lines, so we haven't tested this out. But now that I have a girlfriend, we can test this out. I feel like... We? I mean, you can test this out. Getting the CBD up into the the canal, we'll call it, would help the cramps a lot. Don't you think? Well, look, I don't know that much about CBD, but... You should have used my massage oil. I forgot about that. I stuck I well, the I've CBD massage. You should have given her a massage, bro. You did bring a little bit of CBD massage yes. oil in. I would reckon Thanks the for massage the discount, oil by the way. is good. It is good. It's not designed for the canal. I've tested it. It is great for the body, great for the skin. You don't want to shove that massage oil up no. your girlfriend's hooch. No, that is not good. It's I for the skin. Know. It's for not massages. for the vagina. The CBD lubricant was developed over a lot of time to be safe for the internal absorption. You, you can't just go rubbing any CBD anywhere. You can't just go rubbing anything anyway. You've got to be very careful what you put in your body. You get a vaginal infection known as a UTI. We did not start the show with the camera action thing. So this might be hard to sync up the audio, but we'll figure it out. Start it again. Back to the topic. Uh, we're not starting. This started no. off well. No, we're rolling. So CBD lubricant has been selling off the fucking shelves. And... Um, it was originally created by one of the guys. Well, the uh, concept was one of the workers in the store. I don't want to release his name on camera yet, but he came up with the idea, and the company developed the product. Oh, they do. So they developed it. It's all natural and organic and, like, local. It's, it's named local. after 
one of the guys that works there. Ah, really? To his credit, his name's on the bottle. Really? Is his face on the bottle? His face is not on the bottle. Okay. Um, the picture of cool. the um, the dog of the company owner is on that. Dog ah. So the dog has his face on the product, but there are no other faces on the product. Is the dog getting a cut? Uh, the dog definitely gets a cut. cut. A lot of walks, a lot of good quality dog food, a lot of back rubs, a lot of scratches. It's the owner's dog, so he's probably eating golden dog food at this <laughs> point. And probably golden treats. CBD lubricant is not really on the market much. Like, you you could probably challenge us, but there may be a couple besides us, but there's not a whole lot of CBD lubricant out there. Do you mean worldwide? Yeah, like, nationwide. Shit, CBD's not really big in other countries. I went to Canada to scope the CBD scene at the dispensaries, and it's... It's unfortunate that the government of Canada has limited the milligram content per serving to like 10 milligrams. Whereas we're, we're handing out samples of gummies that are 20 milligrams. In Canada, you would need to purchase two items to get to 20 milligrams of CBD, which is crazy because you sometimes need 100 to 300 milligrams of CBD a day. So you'd have to eat like 6 to 10 CBD chocolates in Canada to get a full daily dose. Just for a daily dose. Because the Canadian government has compared the milligram content of CBD to THC. Whereas THC, you want a much lighter dose for the most part. You might need 5 to 10 milligrams to get a dose. All right, from a viewer that doesn't know much about CBD like me, what is the difference between THC and CBD? All right, so psychoactivity, really. So THC... What does THC stand for? Well, THC is like smoking weed... Yeah. Marijuana, you're going to get stoned. You're going to change your perception of uh, time, reality, space. You're going to find things funny that are not normally found funny. And uh, it's a psychoactive change of your mind, including medical benefits in the body, but more related to there's two different receptors in your body, CB1, CB2. I think they're called CB1, CB2. So THC goes to the CB1 receptor. And the CBD goes to the CB2 receptor. So it's like, it's weird to explain, but if alcohol, it's like if rum and vodka had two different receptors in the body, but they Uh, don't. One affects the other, one affects the other. Yeah, it's hard to compare to alcohol because there's no real comparison. Um, Ah, mushrooms. We'll compare it to mushrooms. All right. Mushrooms can be either psychedelic mushrooms. Mm Mm-hmm. Or just normal grocery store, healthy. So mushrooms from the grocery store have health benefits, but they're not going to get you psychoactive or psychedelic or trip you out. So in the same way, the hemp marijuana plant can either trip you out psychoactively or CBD does not. It has no change on your psychoactivity. It calms you a little bit, but that's about it. Do you take a lot of CBD, Tom? I take tons of CBD back home. I mean, I've been running a CBD shop for a solid two years back in Vegas. So at work, we get we give samples, and I also take samples. But that's how you understand how to sell your product. You got to know your product. You have to know your product to sell it better. So... I dived in right away. I hadn't taken much CBD in life before I worked there. I bought one or two bottles from a dispensary in Oregon 
combined with THC, and I bought it for the purpose of sleeping, falling asleep better, and it worked. But I felt like I used to take like seven dropperfuls to get the effect, whereas the potency of the CBD at our shop, a solid one to two dropperfuls is all you really need. So you your f- shop has higher concentration of CBD. I feel like our potency is through the freaking roof. Although the milligram content would be equal, um, the effectiveness of our CBD, it's a little stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they... Oh, I do know how. <laughs> we use CO2 extraction. And this comes into play with the potency of the quality of the CBD. Whereas most CBD brands that are lower budget want to save money, cut corners. They're mm. using ethanol extraction which gives you a higher milligram measurable content so you can sell this product with 1000 milligrams at a lower wholesale price we'll say but the potency of the cbd you would need to take more of the other brand cbd than ours to get the same benefit in your body so there's more stuff in the other brand and it just bumps up there's more milligram there's more milligram content but let's it's mixed say, with other things. Let's say there's more milligram content per wholesale dollar spent. They're getting it cheaper with more milligrams. Ours is a little higher cost, but potency matters because you want to fix your body. Yeah. Well, there's many reasons why you would take CBD, but you want it to work stronger, right? Well, physical health is the most important thing. We can compare it to booze now. Their, their CBD is um, 60 proof and ours is 120 proof. It's the same size bottle, but ours is packing a bigger punch. Bigger punch, better benefits. So to speak. Not the best comparison because the alcohol content. But anyways, yeah. So mushrooms, CBD, weed. What else is a natural therapeutic high and medicine? Alcohol, considerably, was medicine back in the day. Well, Jägermeister was considered cough medicine when you have a, a, um, a chesty cough. If you have, like, congestion in or if you have phlegm, if you're bringing up phlegm and, like, mucus, so then you have a shot of Jägermeister. Correct. People use it to break down your chest infection. Bring it in. Love holding that thing for that guy right there. Bring it in straight. We do need to get mic stands. So, yeah, Jägermeister is a combination of, like, 40 herbs plus the alcohol. Yeah. Have you ever drank it? It feels like cough medicine. No, I used to, when I used to drink, I used to have uh, Jägermeister. Like, sometimes a shot of Jägermeister was my knockoff drink when I was bartending. Sometimes when you're sick and you're doing an overnight shift, I'm like, ah. you know what? For my knockoff, I'll have a Jägermeister. And then, boom, I just feel better. My, my chest has opened up. We have our yeah. first fan on the show. Look at that giant, giant uh, bee-looking wow. hummingbird-sized insect. Don't even know what that is. That's quite impressive. I've never seen that on the island I think before. that is a... That's a hummingbird of a beetle flying bug. He's quite yeah. impressed with the show. Yeah, I know. I've never seen that guy yet. He's so excited. He's flying around. Maybe he'll bring friends. I hope not. Honestly, he's just cruising. Here he comes. Maybe we can get him on camera for a second. Anyways. Please don't sting us. Yeah, Jägermeister is a therapeutic alcohol. I'd say it has a dual purpose. Like, I wonder what the list of the 40 ingredients are. We should break that down in a new episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Probably smells my cologne. Probably. Where is it? Could be a female bug. Huh. So, yeah, Jaeger is a therapeutic alcohol, whereas vodka 
I feel like doesn't have too much therapeutic benefit. It's just grain and potatoes. Well, it gets you drunk. It just gets you fucked. <laughs> this gets you very drunk. There's no herbs. Which is there. not that good for you. <laughs> Vodka's my least favorite on the uh, alcoholic nature. It just tastes like... I was never a big fan of beer. I hate feeling bloated, like stomach, the carbs and everything. With spirits, especially clear spirits, you still feel light. Yes, you do get drunk quicker. 12 shots is like one can of beer. Just for the record, guys, I'm sober. I don't drink anymore. It's just not my thing. I like the sober lifestyle. But I did used to drink and bartend, so I know a little bit. For the record, Brody's friends wished, wished he drank a little bit. They do. We do. I am very fun sober, though. Very, we'll very put fun. that to the test on Sunday. Yeah, we're, they will. We're going to Ushuaia. Yeah, Ushuaia. Brody's going to hang with us boys that uh, don't stay sober. And he's going to rip it sober. And that's pretty cool. I've done it so. before. But if we need an emergency lift back home, that's when I come into play. You don't have a car here. I know. <laughs> but I can order a taxi. Um, which is not that hard, actually. If I enter a different dimension where I'm not physically able to uh, coherently know where I'm at, Brody will make sure I get home. Yeah. Well, we're going into Ushuaia, which is a different dimension in itself. Let's talk about Ushuaia. How Should we talk about where we're at right now? We're at Itaca, Ibiza. Should we just talk about where we are, which island we are in? Ibiza, the party capital of the fucking world. I'd say, comparatively, Vegas has its number, but Ibiza battles for number one. Vegas during, is during the entertainment the capital of the world. Vegas is definitely the entertainment, entertainment capital. But they do Ibiza's, serve you booze like, yes. endlessly. They do, Vegas. yeah. It's a different vibe, but it's more party and raves and festivals. It really rips it hard here. I mean, people are bent. We were going to breakfast today at 9 a.m. Those guys were on the beach just twisted from the night before. Yeah, we saw a lot of people still staying up, so they're going hard. So Ibiza's just a never-ending calamity of sesh, and it lasts from May till October. It kicks off late April. Going to bed at 9 a.m. in the morning is very normal here. It's actually celebrated. I typically do not arrive before sunrise when I go out. When I get up, he's home. It's a good mix because we share a room together here. Back here? Yeah. So Brody wakes up at 7 and I go to bed at 7.30 or 8. I was texting my girlfriend like 8 a.m. the other day. Oh, that's awesome. Till like 9 a.m. When you were at high? The night I came home from high. high. I was. The name of the club matches my mindset. But it's not weed. Not smoking weed on this island this year. How do you feel? I get cooler dreams now. After smoking weed since I was about 16. This is probably the second time I've took a month break in my life. Are you sleeping better? I'd say my REM sleep is better. Although I slept good every day I smoked weed. But I started to never remember any dreams. And... After listening to Huberman uh, explain that you don't get deep REM because of weed, it made me think maybe I should try quitting weed. That's Andrew Huberman, right? Yeah, Andrew Huberman. Yeah, Huberman Lab Podcast. I never knew this was a thing till that guy explained. Uh, He's quite incredible, isn't he? He does explain nice. CBD and THC in his podcast. He's one of the hallmark leaders of science now, I, like giving putting science out to the general public for free education i'd say listening to his podcast is like studying science at harvard or something but you almost want to sit there and take notes it's it's a lot of information well, look who the guests he gets on he gets like on professional doctors phd sleep experts 
Fasting so expos, food expos. It is. It he is free education. Run it solo and just be so informative. You're like really impressed. Really he was in impressed. Time Magazine. It was on the front cover for one of her issues. It's funny because he always knew all this stuff, but it just took a camera to camera and that a microphone to the whole world. He will make generations of people smarter, more informative, more knowledgeable. That I we would can make our own decisions. Argue. You get a better education just listening to every podcast he's ever done than going to university, for the most part. You'd, you'd be smarter. Depends what you want to study, study, but yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I guess not structural engineering. Yeah. <laughs> or architecture. Unless he gets a structural engineer, a PhD. He might break it down, though. Yeah, he yeah. might break down that engineering for us one day. Maybe. When things get, like, when he's talked enough about the science of the body, he could talk about science of the buildings. Well, it's never-ending. There's probably so architect billions there and billions of things to talk about. Good podcast we should dive into. Back to the topic of Ibiza, though. We kind of brushed over that. Um, this island competes with Vegas, Miami. What is the other party capital of the world besides Vegas? Miami's pretty Greece, fun. Mykonos. Mykonos. Good call. Monaco. Mykonos. Monaco's a bit. Monaco is. Definitely More upper like class, the Dubai type vibe. Yeah, that's Monaco and Dubai. I haven't up. really tested those waters yet. Literally, it's good pun. It's a Ferrari lifestyle there. That's all I know. Yeah, I typically don't mind that. Like in Miami, because you can be low, low key, hanging with the millionaires. But I feel like in Monaco and Dubai, like you can't be it's as where the low billionaires key are. It's a bit of a different with game. The I feel like the status quo is a little more divided. I don't have a Ferrari, so... But in Miami, you can roll up to the club on a fucking skateboard and be one of the coolest people there. And the ballers will want you to hang out with them if you got the right vibe. Why, Ibiza has been around for time. How long has it been around for when it started to be a party island? I think 60s, Ibiza, 70s? No, I think the history of Ibiza, like even the Greek gods, this was a party island. Oh. If you study the history of the Greek gods and Aphrodite and such, Eros, they came to this island to have their hedonistic pleasures fulfilled, which which really blows my mind because Vegas has got a history of party, but it goes back like 50 years. And then I came here and I was like, wow, we're talking thousands of years ago. This island was still for the party. Well, when you fly in, you see that amazing rock of Esvedra, which is very sacred to the island and the Spanish country. Esvedra is... You can't go near the rock. You can go there, but you can't go on it. You can't go near it. I'm going to have to get mic stands for this guy. It's tough because you don't have... I like to move around. Yeah, there you sound perfect. Perfect. That's where you want to keep it. Yeah, that guy's a sound perfect. You want that bass in your voice, Brody. Nice. Yeah. Projects my voice. Forget that you're an Aussie (laughs) when you speak into the microphone. But back to Esvedra... It's a sacred rock. Vedra is it's beautiful. Highly historically known as some. There's some somewhat conspiracy type beliefs about this Vedra that it was uh, one the most magnetic or second most magnetic place on the. I planet. did hear that last season. You'll hear that this is one of the most magnetic places on Earth, and that's why you keep coming back. Maybe they don't need advertising; they just let the magnetism draw the customers back. S Vedra is also told a tale that they carved the limestone for the pyramids in Egypt out of Esvedra. Which is theoretically possible because you could cut the rock and ship it on the water over to Egypt here. And it would not be such a far haul of rock. 
I mean, they did build Machu Picchu somehow. That's unexplainable. So, could the pyramids of Egypt been built from the rock of Esvedra? It's crazy conspiracy theories. I call them fair, uh, folklore because uh, they're very old conspiracy very theories. Old, so yeah. Very old conspiracy theories. Old tales. Folklore, right? You were allowed to just create crazy ideas in the old days, but now if it's a modern concept, it's called conspiracy theory. But I would say Esfedra is originally a folklore. It's quite a rock. It's quite a sunset over there. You know when's the most beautiful time to look at it? Sunset. I the agree. sunsets here are absolutely beautiful. Yeah, something I learned living in Vegas and here, and also Miami doesn't really have sunsets in Miami. They have sunrises. Not a big deal because nobody wants to wake up that early. Vegas, nobody's clapping for the sunset in Vegas. We don't rush to the rooftop bar although we did get nice sunsets nobody gives a fuck about them there so here on the island the sunset is taken very seriously i have been many parts of the island on the coast of the sunset and seen gatherings of people clapping when the sun finally dips below the skyline and that excitement it, it's magnetic in itself I like to celebrate it because it's such a beautiful view. What's the number one place to watch the sunset on the island, Brody? Well, everyone Fast loves to quiz. go to... Pop quiz. Pop quiz for a bizarre. Everyone loves to go to Cafe Mambo. Mm-hmm. We all know about Cafe Mambo. There's Golden Buddha. Nice restaurants. Golden but if Buddha's you, really nice If you too, really want to go to see a nice sunset, maybe even Calacomte, Calabasa, or Esvedra, just on the edge of the island where you can see the... Yeah. Sun, literally drop in the water, turn red. Because when the sun's about to set, you can actually look at it. It's not as strong anymore. That moment when you can actually look at the sun when it's setting. It's amazing. I reckon it's, the word I'd say is sublime. Yeah, it's powerful. Absolutely sublime. Sublime. It's very sublime and it's powerful. Because it's so peaceful, your mind just goes quiet. You're just there in the moment. I'm almost inspired to walk my little happy ass over to Mambo's tonight and watch the sunset because uh, it's too easy watching it from my balcony, but I don't see the sun dip yeah. into the water. Do you think the sun gets wet when it goes in the ocean like that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Does the sun say goodbye to us as it sets? Or well, do like, we say goodbye to it? We say goodbye, but is the sun like, goodbye, Ibiza, and then later like, goodbye, Cairo, Egypt, and goodbye, Monaco. I think the sun's setting, watching us, set in its vision that's very deep if the sun has consciousness does it watch us set too and think what a beautiful sunset that was over that part of the earth that just got dark I'll see you tomorrow they're talking about sun flares online today I'm not too worried if nature has its time let it be you mean sun flares as in... Destruction of electronic devices from solar flares. Ah, oh, solar flares. Well, the sun is quite far away. I think society needs a little destruction of electronics. <laughs> How about a global blackout? Let's see who can fucking survive. It's like hide and seek in the dark. Who's going to fucking survive, though? Well, all our phones are shut off. Can't access our banks. Let's see, well, everyone's going to go back to the shops like COVID, steal all the toilet paper.
That's what's going to be the first thing to go, toilet paper. I learned it's not the most important thing. I think you're going to want to have a lot of water. The ocean is plentiful here, but there is no fresh water on this island. Bottled water. Well, I mean, the thing about Ibiza, there's not a lot of animals to hunt to survive, but there is an ocean full of fish. So I think first thing, I want to be on a boat of some sort in my possession with bottles of fresh water and then go fishing. And a barbecue. Yeah, you would want those charcoals from the grocery store and Char- all the lighters at the gift shop. All the lighters at the gift shop. Charcoals. Vapes. There's wood. I mean, there's trees all over the island. I definitely want the vapes just for enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> Survival of the necessities don't matter with the vapes. Mm. but Number one thing to get, vapes. Yeah, vapes. The keys to survival is vapes. Vapes. And then... What would the next most important thing? Water, vapes, fishing line, a hook. You you get your ass to fishing real quick. I mean, there's no coconuts on these trees, so there's no, like, fresh fruit. There's some grapes being grown. That's something I struggle with because I love coconut. I love coconut. That thing's steady. Coconut is tasty. A lot of people don't like it, but... I'm obsessed with coconut. Coconut yogurt, milk, ice cream, rice. You cook good coconut rice, bro. Do you know that they will do blood transfusions with coconut water? Really? If they have no blood. Yeah, it's a serious fact. Like, coconut matches, like, the minerals, like, in your body's blood system. Well, coconut water really hydrates you. Yeah, that's why. Seriously, hydrates you. It's, like, the number one match hydration for your body's own natural balance. I feel like some coconut water Could right you now. Imagine getting a blood injection of coconut water. Like we don't have blood at the blood bank where your type doesn't match. So we're gonna crack open a coconut and inject that into you. How do you feel about that? Do you think a coconut tree? As long tree as I get someone I can trust to do it. Would a coconut tree start growing out of your ass? <laughs> if you did that? How do, where's the seed of the coconut? Like most, do you just plant the entire thing into the ground, and it grows itself? Have you ever seen coconut seeds? I haven't. I haven't even seen a coconut tree. They're not where I grew up. Ah, down in Australia, you got no coconuts. I actually don't know. I've never seen a proper proper coconut. I've seen half a coconut. I've lo- I'd love to actually crack. You've open never a seen coconut. a proper coconut. You haven't seen the actual coconut itself. No, I haven't. We don't have them. Like, we have them at the shops, but they're, like, broken in half. to Miami. There's it's coconuts co- in Miami? Literally, in Miami on the streets. There are, not to judge, but they're somewhat homeless type people that will, uh, their side hustle in life, or their main hustle is, these guys are legends. They will climb up these 30, 40 foot coconut palm, it's like a palm tree, but it grows coconuts. And these guys will be up there throwing the coconuts at the ground yelling at people down there don't don't fucking touch my coconuts because he's gonna go put those in the shopping cart and sell those for like five bucks a pop with a giant machete and they hack the side and they hack the top and they do like the perfect cut they're very hard to get into you gotta hack into these things and then they pop a little straw in there and they sell you coconut fresh coconut for five bucks it's amazing 
You've never that seen a real coconut. Nice. You've never seen a real coconut. They are strong as fuck. You could easily crush someone's skull with a coconut. Yeah, coconuts are very hard to crack open. And then after you crush their skull, you could give that person a blood transfusion because <laughs> they're bleeding out and you don't want them to die. So you replenish the blood with the coconut water. You've never seen a proper coconut. That's interesting, man. Down there in Australia, what are you growing? What are we growing? Um... Well, f- no, we have, I think Pink Lady Apples are from New Zealand. What do we grow? We grow... <laughs> imported. <laughs> yeah, imported. Oh, imported. New Zealand's our next door neighbor. Let's what not do you make? You make, you make that one kind of beer we all know about. Foster's. Foster's. I don't know much about Foster's, never drank it. Don't even know if it's good. I think it's probably just like a, an American marketing thing. They probably brew it in like Maybe. Colorado and call it Australian. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what's local Australian fruit. I mean, America will trick you, like Cinco de Mayo. It's not like a traditional holiday in Mexico. We have a lot of rock melon and honeydew melon. You know rock melon? Rock melon? I don't yeah. know much about rock melon. Explain more of the rock melon to me. Rock melon is like, you know, that melon looking. It's like green and grayish on the outside, and it's orange on the inside. Yeah. Have you ever had it? It's like a bit sweet, but not too much. Yeah, and then there's honeydew melon, which is the same one, but it's green inside. It's not too sweet. It's more fresh and a tiny bit soury. I really like honeydew melon. I would say rock melon doesn't grow out of rocks. <laughs> no? Is that a no? No. I don't know why they call it rock melon. Maybe it because when you taste it, it rock? rocks. It just rocks. The taste just rocks. That's awesome. I like that. It's just like rock when you eat this, rocks. this rocks. Makes sense. It makes sense. You get excited for breakfast in Australia. Oh, yeah. You got rock melon on your plate. Brunch and avocado. Avocado is big in Australia. Oh, guys, breakfast is going to rock today. We got rock melon. Basically. Fruit salad. Getting cheeky down under. A little rock melon. Um, fruit salad. That would be a good addition to a fruit salad. What else did you mention there? Rock melon. And hu- it's a cold honeydew melon. Oh, yeah. We I think you have different. In I think, yeah, yeah. We love the honeydew. Honeydew, the, gr- the green, not too sweet, quite fresh. It's beautiful. How healthy is melon for you? Melon is quite healthy. It's a fruit. You don't want to have too much because there's a lot of like natural sweetness. So your blood sugar levels could obviously shoot up. You don't want to have too much fruit. Too much fruit's not good for you. Plus, there's a lot of fiber. You don't want to constantly be going to the toilet. So, there's well, a balance. Fiber's like probably everything. good. Fiber's probably good. The sugar's probably not. That's why they say, you know, eat so two much fruit, five vegetable. Sugar. Oh, yeah. Drink one soda. You should have ate ten fruit worth content. I find fruit to be the only thing I enjoy eating out of the uh, vegetable fruit. What's your favorite paradigm. fruit, Tom? Oh, it's got to be the strawberries from Oregon. Strawberries? Fresh I'm a sucker for mango. Mango. Love, my, love mangoes. Love mangoes too. Mango is incredible. They could be a bit of a pain to eat sometimes. You get in there they and that, are. that pit is so big. And then your hands are all sticky and go. You have to wash them. Yeah, you got to get real messy yeah. when it comes to I, th- I do like cherries though. Cherries are beautiful. Cherries are definitely on my top three. Oh, cherries are the best. You can just munch on those things in there. Forever. Sort of, I think why strawberries are top one you don't have to worry about top one to the number one you don't have to worry about when you bite into it there's no pit to break your teeth on so you can just mash through the strawberry you don't need the green though the green little leafy thing at top of it depends i don't know what mood i'm in i will eat the green thing sometimes if i have no proper place to dispose of it and i feel like it's not good to just leave this waste i'll just eat it what about the uh chair all right question cherries do you swallow the stone or no no 
No. The because only thing a, I've ever done with cherry pits is made them in well, a blender. Yes, most of Because apparently, if you swallow the cherry stones, apparently the cherry stones that go in your intestines and apparently they clean the inside of your intestines. It's actually quite good for your bowels. My dad swallow told me this. Swallow the thing whole, huh? No, no. So you eat the cherry and the stone, you just like swallow it like a tablet, those small stones. I wouldn't give so that advice out to too many younger people. They might choke. Yes. I yeah, they might choke. But I heard they clean your intestines. It might be true, might not. I'd say cherries have a health benefit. and Because uh, I know of it because I used to grind them up in the blender with the Nutribullet and drink. With the stone in them? or you yeah, cut? yeah, yeah. I put yeah. the stone in. Even apple seeds have a slight amount of anti-cancer fighting properties. They say it's arsenic, but it kills cancer. Apple so seeds? You, you, they say this. You don't want to eat, like, you want to eat the normal amount of seeds compared to the normal amount of apples you would consume. So you don't want to overload your body on apple seeds mm. trying to fight cancer. But what about just, watermelon seeds? you eat them? Three apples. You'd eat the seeds of three apples. I can chew those up. You know, America, they always give you these seedless watermelons, and I don't really? like it. I don't like it. They push the seedless stuff a lot in America, and I just oh. think, let the seeds be. Like, they're there for a reason. GMO foods, you know, only in America. People don't even know that we have all this seedless watermelon, and I find it a little less uh, savory, the seedless ones. You want the ones with seeds. They're selling gigantic watermelons at the grocery right by the house. Do you reckon they're naturally that big, or do you reckon they pump it with stuff to make it grow that big? Well, since we're in Spain, I, I assume everything's much more natural. I mean, in America, the watermelons grown? in America that are huge. I assume everything in America is pumped full of something. It's like everything's on steroids there. <laughs> the chickens, the fruit, the tomatoes. You know, like, fruits and vegetables grow in, like, an array of shapes and sizes. But in America, the grocery stores have, like, a apple must be perfectly round. The tomato must be perfectly, the carrot must all look the same. But that's not how they grow in nature. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really trust anything grown in America unless you get it from, like, the farmer's market. Oh, yeah, organic but market. If you get it at the grocery store can't be that good bless you bless you high season for uh, allergies right now I guess haven't sneezed yet it's very this humid and Spain is a very dusty place this we did not dust this uh, dust this off when we arrived so maybe that's it oh it's fine it's quite a nice setup here at Ithaca we've got palm trees in the back Got a nice we got greenery brush. around. We got some few disco bowls. Shout out to our guy Paul for helping us sort out this setup here at Ithaca. Yeah, Ithaca um, remodeled this year from last year. Looks beautiful, doesn't it? Ithaca. I've been work. I've been hanging here for two years. When I come to the island, and it's never looked so good in my life. This is the first time we've ever shot a podcast here. But hanging out at Ithaca, coming back this season, I was. Flipping out. The remodel job they did is amazing. It's super tropical now. It's always been the hot spot on the beach, but the remodeling is really nice. And I bet Paul had a big hand in that remodeling. So, good oh job, yeah, Paul. he did it all winter. Apparently, I bet you Paul single-handedly like redesigned this whole thing. Apparently, he did. I think that's what Charlotte said. Yeah, people in Ibiza work hard. There's not 
a plethora of people that come here to live. So the people that do live here, and especially in the off-season, they are builders. I think Paul single-handedly deserves way more credit for building this whole thing and remodeling it. It looks good. It's two floors of fun here. DJ upstairs and downstairs. Place rocks till 5 a.m. every night. No cover fees. And you've got a different style of music event every night of the week. There's even karaoke. There is karaoke. Has there ever been stand-up comedy? I'm, I bet there has. There's definitely karaoke. It's one of the funnest things they do upstairs. So... We never explained Ushuaia. Yeah, we can go back to Ushuaia. Second biggest nightclub in the world behind High. Pull that mic in a little bit. Yeah, so Ushuaia's ranked number one or two. It's number two. High's and then number High one. High will be number one and Ushuaia will be two. It is. Which is, in fair comparison, High is a nightclub and Ushuaia is a day open air Festival type type club. It like feels like at a festival. It's does a club need to have a roof to be called a club? No, there's day clubs. It's a day club. It's it's a tiny pool party because the pool you get into. It could be ranked the number one day club in the world. I'd say it's number one. I'd say it's number one vibe in the world. High is. It's tough to compare. I think the music this season is actually the lineup is better at high. So we're gonna give high number one this year and Ushuaia number two. In my opinion, Ushuaia is a bit heavy on the EDM all week long. They lost a touch of house and tech this season. But what sells, sells. So Calvin Harris set the uh, tone. Tiesto is here. Martin Garrix. You've got David Guetta on Monday. David Guetta. So, you know, heavy on the more mainstream uh EDM vibes. You got Ants on Saturday, which Ants on loves. Saturday is the the house tech house, bit of techno. Oh, and then Sundays they'll mix in a bit of reggaeton, which is really fucking fun. Actually. That's interesting. I never liked reggaeton until I went to a Sunday. It was called Mucho back in the uh, 2019 era. Those reggaeton parties are amazingly fun. It's like. Um, Everybody's singing along like it's a rock concert, but it's reggaeton, and the vibes are, like, through the roof. And the mixture of the crowd is from every country in Europe. You get quite an eclectic mix at the reggaeton event where it's... I haven't been to the Ants, we know it's a highly British crowd. British people love the tech house music. Ants is incredible. Ants is phenomenal, and it's every Saturday. So... Ants has been going on for 10 years. They're doing a 10th anniversary celebration all season. So Shwai has been around, let's say it's 2013. Shwai is phenomenal. There's Tomorrowland is the last event I couldn't think of, Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike's party. So you've got Wednesdays going hard with Tomorrowland. Do you think Ibiza conditioned you a bit? Because when you party hard out here, like these are the best parties in the world. When you go back home to wherever you are in the world, do you reckon you feel a bit like, eh, this is okay? Because your local clubs or your local city, whichever you live, you feel like, I've been conditioned to, you know, party. Especially when yeah. people live here for the summer and they go away in the winter and they party wherever they are in the winter. They're just yeah. like, 
It's, it's, it, this is average at best. It's, it's like, just because your standards are just raised. It's like going on the best roller coaster at Six Flags all summer and then leaving and going to the roller coasters at Disneyland. And back home where you're from, yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, I grew up at Disneyland. The rides have always been fun. It's a great place. But I was just at Six Flags all summer, and those rides are kicking off a lot harder. So, comparatively, I grew up in Vegas. Vegas was the funnest place I've ever partied till I lived in Ibiza, and then I found Vegas to be quite dry. Sadly. Even when the same DJs show up to Vegas, it's just the vibes are uncomparably better here. Hmm. Now, I am a fan of the house and techno music more. So Vegas has a draw for other people that would find Ibiza not as alluring. But for the house music fan in general, I, I would argue Ibiza is the best vibe on the planet for consistency of partying. The crowd is pretty great out here. Um, you do have to look out for pickpockets a bit more, but that's it's kind of standard in most big Oh, yeah, a lot cities. of people lose their phones and wallets here. get stolen. I've heard about it less this season. I think people have gotten a little sharper out there. Um, not to knock on any clubs here. I don't want to drop any name bombs, but one club was notorious here for just getting your cell phone stolen at. Notorious. But I'm not going to call them out because, you know, trying to make relationships out here on the island. But, um, yeah, besides the pickpocket thing, the vibes here. I mean, the accessibility to, we'll say the party favors, it's highly accessible here with a higher quality standard than most places you'll go. And uh, everybody seems to be having a pretty rocking good time at the clubs here. Well, it's a big culture of the island. Partying. Partying hard. Doing drugs. Drinking, doing drugs. Partying hard. But, you know, you can go out sober here like Brody and have an amazing time too. <laughs> Living proof. Most people don't, but you can. You can. Most people can. I'd say the events here kick off, you know, at night. The clubs are busy from 11 till 7 in the morning. But there's a more theatrical nature to the club life here. Vegas is more of a VIP lifestyle. I'd say probably more Miami bougie, you know, feels like yeah, more, more upper like class. I just spent 50k on bottles, bitch. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like I'm crushing it harder than you at this party cuz I'm spraying champagne all over your face. Whereas it's the more vibe of a flex. here, it's more of a clout flex. It's a flex in Vegas, and it's a feel-good flex, you know. Yeah. A lot of people make it rain there, and I don't mind picking up those dollars and buying a drink with it. I'm not, I'm not akin to not picking up the money in Vegas. Vegas is a flex. It's a hustle as well. I used to feel hustle. like, you know, you want to be at a table or you don't want to go out in Vegas. Like, it's not fun if I'm not at a table kind of thing. Well, it's like Ocean Beach. You should book a table when you go to Ocean Beach. But you don't have to to have a great time. That's true. You also don't get access to half the party. So the flex is definitely flexing at Ocean Beach. Whereas the clubs here at night, I know there's VIPs somewhere in that club, but I paid like zero attention to their vibe. They're not flexing out here. They're in VIP enjoying their life and they're looking down at us, but you don't feel the flex at all. Because the dance floor in Ibiza is just too fucking People good. are more worried about themselves. They don't want to, like, 
sprout attention. They're just like, I want to party. I want to have a good time. I would I'm caring say, about myself. I'm here for me. Yeah, you Let's all have a good time together. Ibiza, it's truly about who you're with arriving into the club. Because it's hectic to lose your friends there. So You never find them again. It's tough. Unless you guys really have a mind map of the club and you've been there before. Um, you're probably going to lose your friends all night. I went out with the boys to DC 10. They were in the queue just a few groups ahead, and I didn't want to be jumping the queue in front of security. and So we just waited back, and I never found them the whole night. And there was about 12 to 15 of them in the crew, and I, I was looking for them, but I was also with my own little crew, and uh, the clubs are jamming six to 10,000 people a night in here. Like, heavy. And um, it's a... F- I think it's more fun than Vegas. I don't know. You need a table in Vegas to, like, have a great night almost. You do need a table in you Vegas, smash definitely. smash it on the dance floor in Vegas, but, like, you feel like you've had a better night if you've had your table experience in Vegas. It's always better to have your own space. It's always better. Here, it's just, like, too good. You don't need a... Th- I've never even thought about getting a table here. I mean... The music's that good. The crowd's that good. Everyone's just vibing together. Yeah, the music's so good. I think the sound system is much better in the clubs here, just arguing-wise. Like, in America, they just turn the speakers up, but they don't, like, invest in probably the highest quality speakers. The dance floors are smaller in America. Like, it's... Way smaller. It's very much about the table service. I just don't even, like coming in on a even if you're getting a comp table in vegas they want to like make you wait in the front blah 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 like keep the line busy ask you if you're going to purchase more it's like you're buying a car whereas here the queue can be two kilometers down the road but they're just chucking everybody in the door as fast as possible here they're not trying to hold the line up and make the club they want people in they don't need to pretend like the club is busy here the clubs are busy. It's busy here. Like, <laughs> they don't have to fake the funk. Vegas, you can see this giant line in the front. You get inside early, and there's nobody in the club. <laughs> Especially tonight. It's the busiest, arguably the busiest event and the best event on the island. Calvin Harris at Ushuaia. Oh, yeah. Every there's Friday. Sold out. I wonder what the capacity oh, is. Oh, and music on at Pasha. Music on. And, I think music on and Calvin Harris Fridays at Ushuaia. Music on's at Pasha, by the way is probably the two most popular events on the island. Arguably, by ticket sale nature, you could say, yeah. Yeah. Music On is sold out. Apparently, Music On sold out to August. Calvin Harris finishes up in August for closing parties. That's going to sell out soon. Give it up to Calvin Harris and Marco Carolla for conquering the scene right now. Imagine if Calvin Harris brought on Marco Carolla just before him. It's just two very, very different styles of house music. But that would be sick. It'd be cool to see a collab there though just to mix it up it's like mixing like a pit bull with like a shit zoo just two different things you know like you got calvin's vocal poppy house yeah his pop his commercial music popular and people come from everywhere he usually only did like four sets a year now he's full-time and marco carolla's the tech house like legend for many 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 years and so is calvin so it's like Rock and roll and like, uh, like uh, heavy metal or something, like, like two different styles of rock music. 
What are two different styles of rock music? Brody, help me out here. I've got heavy metal. What's a different style of rock music? Blues. It's like the blues and heavy metal. You could argue a collab between the blues and heavy metal would be pretty cool, right? It probably would. Pasha would be... I haven't been to Pasha yet. How many times have you been to Pasha? I've, I've been on this island for three seasons, and I've still not yet to enter the club named Pasha, one of the most wow. famous clubs on the island. I know. How grimy of me. It's um, it's not that I don't want to go. It's just I get caught up in the moment, and it. the locals here don't go to Pasha as much because the locals don't get the discount VIP list very often there. And we want the hookup, you know. We spend the whole season here. I, I do need to go see Solomon at Pasha. Yeah, he's on Sunday nights. I went and saw Marco Carolla at High, so I kind of cheated. <laughs> was he good? Yeah, it was good. It was it was packed. It was a it was the sickest night I've had out music wise. I think it was the best. You had Marco Carolla and the Martinez brothers going back to back from three a.m. till close. I did not stay till close, but I kind of regret leaving early at the same time. But when you live here, you kind of don't want to wait for the million people to get a taxi. It takes like an extra two hours to get home. So I always cut out a little early. I used to stay to the end, but you are fucked for like two hours if you stay to the end. (laughs) You're walking home at like 9 a.m. just like, oh, shit. Fuck, that was a wild night, though. (laughs) Tom's the king of wild nights, by the way. He is the Shesh King. I was born and raised in Vegas, so you did bring up the question of, like, are you conditioned by Ibiza? And in your perspective, yeah, you're conditioned by Ibiza, but in another way, on a party perspective, I was conditioned by Vegas. You were conditioned before being conditioned by Ibiza. Yeah, like, I went through, like... A precondition. I'd call it, like, uh, military training for partying by growing up in Vegas. Like, I was in the Navy SEALs. Of the party life growing up in Vegas. So coming to this island. And you passed? Well, yeah. No, I was a Navy SEAL. I was special ops for many years. And then I retired in the age of like 27 or 8. I kind of started chilling out a little bit. But growing up in Vegas was the pool party king. Rehab pool party era. I was there for season one through the end. By the end, I didn't go too much. The party life had changed in Vegas. But the originals in Vegas in the early... Let's say I started going out at the age of 18. 2003, I was sneaking into pool parties underage with, like, we, I couldn't even use a fake ID at a big club. I just had ways to sneak in. But I'm not going to reveal those stories today. It's just the first podcast. But those are good stories of how I snuck in. Many, many episodes to come. Many years of pool parties before I was 21. And so the Vegas scene trained me to handle this island arguably better than most kids that are like 10 years younger than me or more like i can hang harder than they can um they can go out they can rally but they are dead the next day they cannot consecutively go as hard as i can if i want to show them like who's the real no, you can do a few days in a row yeah i can just i can do a few days in a row i can be back at it alive the next day like on my grind and um They'll be sleeping all day long. And I'll take a nap. I'll get my three hours of sleep in, but I will be back on the grind on this beach doing my thing. And, um, yeah, they just can't hang like I can. 
But that's military training growing up in Vegas. I'd argue I'm the king. I've tried to cool it off this year because I almost scare my girlfriend. But um, I can go pretty fucking hard. Where are we at time-wise? 51 minutes. Let's keep it going. Pretty good so far. It's been a good chat. It's the first podcast of many podcasts. Arguably, if you make it to 22 episodes of a podcast, you're in the top 1% of all people that ever quit doing their podcast. <laughs> it's not actually... That's not that much work. It's basically... It's consistency, don't bro. Don't be a quitter, and you're in the yeah. top 1%. Well, if you don't quit, you don't lose. I don't you can't see lose. it as the top 1%, but I guess if everybody quit their podcast 90% after three episodes and then 90 more percent after 21 episodes. I see that as a actual factual mm-hmm. number, so... Yeah, I you just can't don't ignore quit. the numbers. Usually when I find something in life, I get into it. I don't quit. I've pushed the volume on returning to this island three seasons in a row, barring COVID for two years. And that takes takes endurance because you got to like quit so your when were job you here? every year. 2019? 2019. 2020, 2021, year, 20, it was COVID. No, it was COVID. 2022. I, l- I used to go to work every day during the summer and damn near cry that I wasn't here. That was... COVID really fucked that up. And then 2022, I came back because they reopened all the big events and then uh, returned on 2023. And I quit quit a pretty good job every summer back home. And they're like, are you really going to? I was like, yeah, I got to go. Sorry. Once, once the heart is committed, I am gone. Luckily, I'm good at my job, so they let me come back. They wish I didn't leave, but they let me come back. Work hard, no matter where you're at. And maybe they'll let you come back too. It's not many Americans that come here for as many days of life as I do every summer. I'd say there's probably three or four Americans besides me that do this every summer. Easy for the Europeans to come. It's like a one-hour flight away from home or two-hour flight and, you know. It's like Americans going to Vegas is maybe two, three hours. It's like an American moving from California to Utah for the summer. It's like Australians going to Bali. That's our Ibiza. Everyone's got their own party destination. Like Europe's got Greece. They've got Ibiza. They've got Mallorca. Europe's got a lot of cool islands. They've got amazing places. America doesn't really have many islands. We've got Hawaii. Those are the islands and the keys of Florida. And. I don't know of any other islands besides in Alaska. I get that. I, I bet they have a lot of islands in Alaska, but you don't go there to party. <laughs> They're probably beautiful little islands, but there's not a whole lot going on there. No, it's not. It's Alaska. But they probably have There's a few islands. nice islands down in Central America. You got the Bahamas. Yeah, outside of American jurisdiction. Yeah. I mean, we've got Puerto Rico, I guess, but that's not really America. Yeah. Cuba. Honest. Is Cuba an island? Cuba's an island for Cuba's sure. An island? I mean, yeah. all those islands are amazing. It's not America, though. Yeah. You've got the Dominican Republic, Haiti connection. Oh, that'd be beautiful. You've got, oh, it's nice. It's a little dodgy there, but it is yeah. nice. And it's affordable if you go to the resorts. Um, you got Jamaica. You got the Cayman Islands. You got the British Virgin Islands. You know, these, these French and British people, they, they conquered a lot of those islands down there. America did not fight the war to take back those islands in the Revolutionary Era. They're still like British and French for the most part. Polynesian. And you've got French New Guinea and you've got... Uh, there's a lot of islands in the Bahamas if you don't disappear in the triangle. 
there was one topic I wanted to bring up today before we finish this. And uh, today is the anniversary of the first landing on the moon. Really? Today? Today. The 21st of July? on Instagram. Yes, it is today. And so my question to you, Brody, is do you think we really landed on the moon? I knew you were going to ask that. Well, it's the daily topic. I think oh, this is probably the most famous conspiracy theory out there. It's probably the most popular one, is the moon landing fake. There's been a lot of evidence that suggests the moon landing is fake. You know, the footprint, the wind waving in the flag. I saw the There's guy drop the rock. hammer on video the other day, whether that video is real or not. But he, like, dropped the hammer, and the hammer just fell to the ground. It just felt like there wasn't... Like there was gravity. No, like there is... Yeah. If a hammer drops, there's gravity. And then he went to reach down to pick it up, and he couldn't, like, grab it, because the argument is he's attached to some strings. Mm. I I don't think the moon landing was real. Well, because I we think about it like this. Because nobody's even gotten close since. Look, when was the moon landing? The 60s, 70s? So this is like 55 years. It was in the 60s. It was like 69, I believe. Okay. This is 1969. So... 69 was a good year. So, America hasn't been back to the moon since then. Not Technology even like is way back. more superior now. We're in 2023. We're talking we have a whole generation of tech. Generation? Try like maybe three, three four, generations five generations of, of technology. 79. They haven't been, you guys haven't been back to the moon since. The question is... Four years ago or something. The question like is that. why. So, I believe maybe they say the, the moon landing was filmed in a Hollywood studio. That is not the craziest conspiracy theory, and I actually do believe that. So I reckon the moon landing... The conspiracy theory we agree on. Could be fake. I think it I reckon was. it is fake. Because um, if it was staged. possible... Staged. Look at Elon Musk. Is, he's working on getting to the space, and he's, he's not on the moon yet, and I'd argue he's smarter Heaps than Heaps of his US rockets government. have blown up. Yeah, like... It's Only one launch, really, and it was successful. I'd say, yeah, we've made it into space, but have we landed on the moon and then successfully returned? No. Like, I don't think they had the tech to return. from. Even if they could have got there, maybe they could get a rocket there. Landing on the moon seems a bit tough. But the question is, why haven't, why hasn't anyone been back? Not even one country on this earth has gotten back to the moon yet. And you know Russia. But- if well, yeah, wasn't could. there a race between America and Russia? If Russia could land on the moon and fire back off the moon and get back to Earth, they they probably would have wanted to by now. Russia are a very accomplishing country. They love to. They very love to do smart things. engineer people, and they're very tough. Very, very mentally tough. Their astronauts would be. You would not want to mess with them. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'd, I'd figure like their engineering, the the minds of their the scientists, people, they would have figured out how to get to the moon by exactly. now. They would have said, hey, we got there too, and maybe you guys didn't because this is how we did it. So Hollywood was kicking off. Um, Hollywood was the golden age of Hollywood in the 60s. I heard some interviews of one of the two men that landed on the moon and stepped on it. I believe it was Buzz or Neil. I'll Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. I'm not going to Twitter it right now, but, you know, every conspiracy theory is on Twitter. But there's videos of the guy alluding in conversation saying, jokingly, well, we never we never did land on the moon. He's kind of like condescendingly, jokingly speaking to uh, even an eight-year-old that interviewed him and said, well, if you've been to the moon, why haven't you been, been back? And he's kind of like sarcastically saying, well, we never did. We never did actually land on the moon. So I think he has a 
the old man might have a bit of a guilty conscience for f- pulling the biggest con in the name of the history of the modern world right There's now. There's something underneath there that hasn't been spoken about. I feel like if you were part of the biggest con in the world and you had a conscience before you died, you'd kind of want to let people know like it didn't really happen. The way he answers the questions in the interview, it sounds like it didn't really happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think it really happened, but it's quite the anniversary. The My favorite movie scene ever is in Dumb and Dumber. Do you know what I'm talking about? Jim Carrey is in a lodge at the Aspen, and because he's Dumb and Dumber, he's looking at a newspaper on the wall, and he's very excited. He's, we landed on the moon! Oh, I think I know it's that one. classic yeah, yeah. scene in the movie of Dumb and Dumber. Like, how dumb can you be? I know there? that scene. I remember that scene. <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. Like today's news. We landed on the moon. So, speaking in terms of like, we got these rockets Elon Musk is working on, and he SpaceX. wants to go to Mars. Yeah, he wants to go to Mars. And he's, why hasn't he figured out how to land on the moon? It's much closer. I'd figure Elon would, because you can land on the moon, right? Let's say you get there, there's low gravity, you can kind of hover in and land your feet on the moon. How do you have the rocket to propel you back to Earth? I think that's the bigger challenge and why they had to dupe everybody. We can get like a satellite to the moon, right? We can get a little robot dog up yeah. there. But um, launching it back to Earth? Like you got to build a space station to launch these things. And yes, that is true. I don't think they've ever relaunched back to Earth after getting like a... Science is interesting, engineering, aerospace engineering. It's very interesting. Things that I don't know about. Yeah, Brody, Brody knows fuck all about astronautical engineering. Um, Brody, what about this? They filmed the moon landing, and then they filmed the takeoff from the moon. So, like, some people are like, well, who stood there and filmed it? All right, so they, so there's no gravity on the moon, Right. Correct. So you're in space. You got like a camera on the moon filming the takeoff of the launch. The camera's in a stationary place. Did they? Okay, maybe they anchor it into the ground. Fair enough. Yeah. There's no gravity, but maybe they could anchor it somehow into the rock of the moon. But um, I would argue the camera should be like floating around filming it. And then also... Do you think they had satellite technology to send the video signal back from the moon back then? They didn't even have the internet. Like the TV well, s- signal. Satellites have been... Were satellites around then, surely? 69? We'd have to research more stuff. I actually don't know the answer to that. All right. We're going to wrap it up on that one. So, Little cliffhanger. Today? What's today? 21st? 21st of January, 2023. 20, it's July. 21st of July, 2023. Is it 21st, 22nd? I believe it's the... Could I think it's the 22nd. Check. Here in Ibiza, we lose track of the days very Yes, we easily. do lose track. Every day's Friday. Oh, it's the 21st. It's, it's the 21st 20, of July, 2023. Friday the 21st. We have wrapped up the first episode of this show. Tom Jones TV. Cheers, buddy. Tom Jones TV, the podcast edition. Um, we're going to be dropping a lot more stuff, but we're not going to ruin those surprises. So... Tune in. A lot more exciting stuff to come. Make sure to subscribe. Leave subscribe, a comment. like, follow. Leave a comment about the moon, about coconut water, and uh, 
Is the moon made of cheese? Like Wallace and Gromit said. It looks like it is. That could be it. I've stared at it at night, tried to figure it out. I've really stared at it, trying to figure it out. So, all right, we'll dive into this one again. Maybe next year on the 21st. (laughs) Anniversary. (laughs) Moon talk. Moon Um, talk with Tom Jones. We're signing out here from Ithaca, Ibiza. It's been a pleasure, everybody. Thank you for coming out. All right. Bye, everybody. Cheers.